should say you have two adopted sons. Who are they? Me and JR. Oh, <laughs> no, because I don't have to pay for you guys. Please. Welcome to Ben and Jordan's talk show where we get guests on and we talk a little about a little bit about who and what they are. Today's episode is a very, very special guest, uh, Craig Weinberg. It's a pretty important person to JR and I. We're going to see what he has to say today. JR, I'm going to let you run with it. Well, good afternoon, Craig. How you doing? Excellent. You? Oh, we're always doing great here in the studio. Awesome. So anyway, we're here to talk to you about just certain questions about yourself and why you're here and what makes you you. So where are you from, actually, Craig? I grew up in the small town called Ten Mile, called Ten Mile, Oregon. Ten Mile, Oregon. Ten Mile. Is that like an like a marathon thing? Because they ran twenty six miles. No, it was no. Uh, in the in a little mountainous region uh, in the coastal range of the West Coast in Oregon, about three hours south of Portland. So if you get on the Interstate Five. And you drive south about three hours, you run into a town called Roseburg, and then you get farther down, and then Winston is an exit. Uh-huh. And you go toward the beach, and then 20 minutes later, you run into a, a villa, <laughs> an outcropping of homes in the mountains called Ten Mile. Ten Mile. And now, That's where I grew up. Now, is Ten Mile ten miles from something? Uh, you that... know, we always thought it should be, yeah. but I don't really, I don't think it was. I don't think it really has. It's a... close. Maybe eight, it was like eight miles outside of the Winston town. We'll call it so, good then. It's close. Yeah. I don't want to rob the old uh, Eminem show, Eight Mile, so Ten Mile works. Oh. Ah, you I said Eminem, and I instantly thought of where's your food. Where's your... Oh, Emin, no, not that. I meant the bad rapper. Oh, do you want me Music to... Music bell. Come on. Song reference. Song reference. Is that a movie reference, technically? I guess... Yeah, technically a movie two, reference. Two dongs for movie and song reference. <laughs> See, Craig's listened to our show because he, he cares. Like everyone else listening care, to this yes. show. I do listen. So he knows our he knows our little Easter eggs and and bell, <coughs> bell uh, things. quirks. Shall we call them quirks? Yes, not Easter eggs. Well, I call them Easter eggs. Anyways, so how long were you out there in Oregon? Well, I was created out there, and then That's I amazing. stayed there until I was about well ten years ago, two thousand and eight, is when my wife and I decided we would drive in January. Ooh, you that wasn't very. We smart. decided we would drive with an eighteen month old. To South Dakota. You we, guys are we pretty took a leap, And it was kind of fun. We didn't do, um, it wasn't bad, the travel, until we got on I-84 in Wyoming. Why? Wyoming has nothing in it. Yeah, but they had a blizzard. Oh, there you when go. When you have a blizzard and you have 84, which is Truckville. And an 18-month-old in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? And we were pulling a U-Haul trailer <laughs> behind God. a box, a Honda Element. It's kind of a fun little car, but it's a square box. That's amazing. When you see cars, trucks sliding from the wind sideways across the road, <laughs> and you're going, I don't want to die because I'm in the middle of nowhere, and it's night, and it's blizzardy. So we promptly pulled over at the first available hotel. Good job. We I made that, it. I bet that spiked your blood pressure a little bit. Yeah. Somewhat. So was, we made it here. It was kind of like a journey. You went from the west east. The more east you went... The more boring the land got, it I'm did. guessing. Yeah. yeah. We go yeah. through the mountains, then you go into Idaho, and then and that's if you go 84. Yeah. Since we've been here, uh, we've taken several trips back, and we go up through Washington and Montana, which Montana doesn't end. 
Montana never ends. I drove across no. Texas once several years ago. Yes. <coughs> I drove, went, flew to Houston, picked up a car that belonged back in Oregon. So um, I flew there, grabbed the car, and then drove back. I drove for 16 hours from Houston, and I stayed the night in Texas still. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even some of the drivers can't dri- uh, drive that long. I wasn't getting paid. That's true, but they can only drive for 10 hours. That's, That's what I've the law. Heard. Yep, laws. Good thing we got that in. So you have a wife. I do have a wife. And I where is the she The best from? wife in the world. That's awesome. She I wish I had up. a best wife. Well, you can still. That's you have okay. time. I have so much time left. I can wait <clears throat> you 30 pl- years. You haven't played that card yet. That, so that's wrong. a joke, Bill, now. Joke? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, uh, she's from Egan, Minnesota. Egan. A, a suburb of Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know that place. How do you know it? Oh, I've been to say a few times for basketball stuff. Okay. So, yeah. It's it's an all right place. Minneapolis or Egan? Egan. <laughs> Minneapolis is pretty nice. But Egan's all right. So, 2003, I took a two-week trip with a group of people from our church to Uganda, Africa. Uganda. And a good friend of mine was, was over there. And so I... I kind of separated from our team and went with him <clears throat> for a couple of days because he was living there at the time. And I got with him, and then we left to go south about three hours to the other um, I don't, villa, maybe? The, the villa, other house? I don't know. It's, it's like a little gated compound that we lived in. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But that was part of the, the mission properties. Yeah. And anyway, uh, we get down there and meet the other missionaries that are there. Mm-hmm. And there's this blonde girl, and Craig likes blonde teaching, <laughs> uh, who was teaching the missionary kids school, teaching them how to school. Oh uh, no, teaching them well, maybe about, not how to school, but how to learn in theory. I think it was teaching them a school. Oh, okay, yes, we'll uh, say that. Sure, oh, okay. And turns out it was Sarah, who is the woman that I married to now. That's awesome. Yeah, I strangely thought I bet she's the one and I even wrote that down in my journal it was nuts oh like my day one. gosh I'd kill to see your journal <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and then we were in that area for about four days until our team the rest of my team came down and met me and then we went north and went on safari and then went did some more of the village stuff and then came back home well before we left that that area mm-hmm. there were several of us and I don't know, it was probably 20 people around and a bunch of young adults and we were all saying goodbye to everyone and exchanging emails. And the Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the time where email is king. Not oh, that, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cell phones were, well, they were there. They were there, but, but they were not prominent. Um, no, I mean the iPhone hadn't even been invented until 2007. So right, exactly. It was four years out. And so uh, we all exchanged emails, and anyway, hers is the email that I wanted. I didn't care about the rest of the people. I figured. You're just like <laughs> right. blankly staring at <laughs> right. them. What's your email? Mm-hmm. And then you just have to make it look yeah. casual. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. So anyway, needless to say, we all say goodbye. We leave, get back to the States. I knew she wasn't going to be back for another almost month, so I very impatiently waited. And then knowing around the time that I thought she'd be coming back, I sent an email. Hey, it's fun to meet you and all this stuff. Uh, I don't think I have that email anymore. I think that's with an old account that's gone now. Darn. So that's a bummer. Oh, that is a big bummer. Um, and 
I get a, a notice coming back that says undeliverable. So I thought, that jerk. She gave me the wrong email address. <laughs> it just blew me off. So I was dejected for a little bit. Then I, of course, the stubbornness. I tried again a few days later. That's good. Oh, Same thing. You got to be Nothing. persistent. And then I tried again. And within moments, I get a response back from her. Hey, it was great. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what had happened is over the four months that she was over there, her account at the time had gone dormant. And so she just hadn't been able to sign in. Uh, so I hadn't done that. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of funny because I probably could have just moved on and not ever. No. And we wouldn't be here today, that's for sure. Exactly. And there would be a lot different in the world. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Chris Rock would be president, I bet. Well, that's not much different than what we have now. So, A celebrity. Oh. A big celebrity. They say pig? I said a big, oh, yeah. a big, okay, huge I was celebrity. You said big there, ben. What? I was hoping you said big there. Yeah, I said pig. Big. God, <laughs> my mouth doesn't work. So, for right. the record, mm -hmm. I had a, a, I mean, we'll get into this too, but uh, this studio I host a couple other shows out of. Yes, sir. And I started a series of political interviews recently. <laughs> and I had the first one in last Tuesday. As I wrapped the show, thank you to Ben. This weasel over here at the helm. Hey, 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 hey. Weasel's I not ended a very the show nice and said we were on Main Street, South Dakota. Yes. I stick around. You said it again? <laughs> I he did. said it. I, not did. I did. Oh, you did? It was yeah. terrible. He said Main Street, oh. South Dakota. I'm going to go and make my own town called it's Main miserable. Street. Every street's going to be called Main Street or Main Avenue. Good luck finding your way around that. So town. just think had we mm. not, had I not emailed her again, this we wouldn't have this right now. That's nuts to think about. That is crazy. Whole time travel across thing. the world. But you probably still have like a studio back in Oregon, then, right? Or right would, now, would there just be nothing at all? Oh, I don't know. Because at the time when I was in Africa, I didn't have a photography studio. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, I was kind of dabbling in it, <clears throat> but hadn't committed and made the jump to actually do this for a job. But then it was after we met, and it was it was kind of weird because that was in 2003. Uh, when I was over there, I really enjoyed being there and got to know the missionaries that ran the show over there. And it's a big mission. They do a lot of um, health, medical outreach. They do a lot of, uh, they own, they own. They run a high school. They run an orphanage. They run several churches and kind of just operate <coughs> in, the, in the bush uh, and try to, you know, improve the lives of Ugandans. And they're up in the Congo, and they're up in... Uh, the Sudan a little bit as well. So they have a big operation. And um, when I came back, I really wanted to go back because I was there two weeks. I really thought, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm young. I don't know what I want to be. Yeah. So I'm going to go back. So I came back, talked to my parents. I said, hey, what do you guys think if I go back? And they're like, I don't know. We don't want to fly across the world. Yeah. So then I talked to my pastor too, just to see what they thought. And I figured if they, both my parents and my pastor were good with me going back, then I would do what I could to go back. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's the crazy part. The, uh, what I didn't know is that Sarah wanted to do the same thing. Go back. And I, yeah, and I didn't know this. Um, and I didn't know that she had kind of made a deal with God that if I can get a ticket, airline ticket, for 500 bucks, I'll go back. That would be like her. That would be evidence that she's supposed to go back. Mm -hmm. So I get a call from our church secretary 
that kind of op ran the our side of the mission <clears throat> and she said hey I just talked to the mission people and they have this crazy deal on tickets uh, if you want one we can get them they're $500 wow. and so I un, knew, knowing none of this from Sarah I text I think I uh, emailed I said hey call me when you have a chance yeah so she called me in a few minutes later and she uh, I told her I said hey I just heard that they have tickets I, I'm I'm gonna go back you know, if you want to go back, and they're 500 bucks. And what I didn't know at the time was that she had this thing. Like, that was her, that was her dream. confirmation oh. that this is this is for real. And she was living in Minus. Big Stone, actually, at her parents' place. Oh, wow. And that's, that's the oh. reason that we are here, mm-hmm. is family now. So she came, went back as well. Another lady from Denver went back with us, and we were there till, we went back in February, I think, and she was there, we were there till July of 2004. So in that four or five months we were there, I realized and confirmed that that's the she was it, and then she had to meet my parents. So anyway, <laughs> we come back. We came all came back here. Had Fourth of July. I met her family, and then the three of us packed a U-Haul trailer behind her Honda Accord, drove it to Seattle, and she moved to Seattle. Oh. And I'm I lived about six hours south of Seattle. So then, um, she drove me home, met my whole fam, and then. That was July, October. I gave her a ring, and May we got married. Wow, two thousand five, and here we are, three and a half children later, three and a business, and a three studio. and a half children <laughs> later. Oh man, that's a pretty cool story. That's insane. My mom and dad's story is probably nothing like that. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> he made eye contact, met me. And then I said, never stop looking at him. That That's probably how it went. Sure. That sounds right. We'll say that's good. <laughs> but anyway, so how'd you get interested in photography then? I don't, well, my, my dad dabbled in it as a hobby. And he shot weddings and did several things like that. But it was never a job. It was more of a side thing. It was really fun. It was creative. He was doing some crazy things with film that I, I mean, I don't. And people were doing, but the double exposure things on the same piece of film. So you take a shot with part of the lens covered up, and then you wind the shutter back, but you don't move the film. And then you put a different part of the of the lens you covered up, and then you take another shot. So it's a double or triple exposure. So you get some weird, crazy things. Well, now you do that in a computer, and you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they did it back inside the camera with film that you get too much light on it, and it's wasted. you got to start over so he did a lot of that kind of stuff. And I I don't know. I didn't really think that I ever was going to be that. I thought I was going to be a chef. I thought about going to be a hair <clears throat> beautician. Oh. Well, you kind of got that going I, on. <laughs> right, I know. Except I, it's not up top. It's on the bottom on his chin. That uh, I looked at a sound engineering school in Florida that I was really serious about for a while. But then when I realized it was $60,000 bill for 18 months of schooling. That's a lot. I thought, well, is that what I really want to do? Do I have that kind of cash? So I didn't. Um, and I didn't. I mean, going to Africa really was kind of a wake up for me. I taught people motorcycle safety. So that was a job I had. I was, drove all over the state teaching people how to ride motorcycles. And then I went to Africa because I wasn't sure what I wanted to be. And it was cool because I got to really change my perspective on what um what what we really have in America 
mm-hmm. and how good we have it. Oh, definitely. I mean, there was one family that we met over there that they, I think they had lost two children to malaria. Now, malaria is the most preventable and fixable disease out there that kills the most people in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've had it. My yeah, wife's had wow. it. Yeah. It's the worst sick you ever are. But if you, don't, if you have the money, and by the money, it was $8 for me in yeah. Africa to get fixed. Yeah. They don't have it, so, so they die. Oh. So it's nuts. Jeez. I mean, it's three shots of quinine and I don't know what else. Vomiting and your insides come out. It's really fun. Ooh. I think I lost 10 pounds in about three days. That's amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. Weight loss plan, I think. It's cheap, too. If you can, if you can manage the, the pain, the ill. The crazy part with quinine is it makes you go deaf almost. Ooh. And that is bizarre. Because my most of my life, I've been in the sound business. So I've been mixing sound for events and concerts. And I like music. Yeah. And now in here, we do audio. And I, I still really like it. And it was weird to have that thing that after the, I think it was the first shot, it started getting duller. And the second shot the next day, it got worse. And so it felt like someone was just plugging your ears. Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, that's, that's awful. And it's crazy. Because it, it, it makes you be really grateful for what you have. And what I realized in going there was that we have it darn good. The people that are poor in America are not. I mean, I mean they compar- are, but they're not. Com- comparatively, they are. But the reality is people in the third world, they if they don't get food today, they will die. Mm-hmm. If they don't work to eat, they will die. So they go to work because they have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one's there to give a handout. There isn't that, yeah. that infrastructure to just, you know, yeah. give stuff to people. So it really opened my eyes a lot to, to what uh, I wanted to be and came back and had a friend that wanted their wedding photograph. So I shot that and then I thought I could do this. My mom had been a graphic designer. So I knew at the time, this is early 2000s. I knew that, you know, how computers work and we'd always had, um, like the early Adobe stuff. So we were kind of in that, in that a little bit. And I took that to Africa with me and did some things over there with them. It was fun. I did a few photo shoots just for fun for people. And then, um, when I got back, I realized it's something I wanted to do. And I, uh, have been doing it ever since. That was 2004 technically that I really started. So, so this would be your fort. Yeah, year, almost fifteen years of doing almost it as a business. Yes, that's impressive. Something he loves, so he's gonna keep at it, and that's what you want to find. Well, there it is, <laughs> wisdom. wisdom, wisdom out of Ben Harstead. Wow, that's a first. Where's the joke bell? <laughs> I'm not hitting it on that one. I have a little, <laughs> little respect. Yes. So you're talking about college and stuff, mm-hmm. and you didn't go to that one. Mm-hmm. So what did you do for high school then? Uh, I was homeschooled most of my life, and I went to a small private school, which essentially was a group of homeschool kids hmm. in reality. I mean, it, it, was an, it was an official school in the state of Oregon, but it was within our church, and it was very small, and it, it was a curriculum that you could do at home or you could do in a small setting like that. So that's what I did, so I have an actual diploma. Oh, wow. Um, and I went and applied for college. I got all the stuff. I was ready to go in, but I had no interest of really what I wanted to be. Yeah. And I didn't have money to burn. No. 
No, no. So no. when you know, even at community college, just you know, I'd end up with fifteen thousand dollars at least in debt. With what? You know, and and that's nothing. Yeah. You go to university, that's it's four times that at minimum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to what end? I don't know. So I didn't know what I wanted to be. Yeah, I I I understand what you're saying. And so I'm not sure where I'd be had I actually been pushed into going. Got to go and just figure it out. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know where I'd be. I'm pretty confident I wouldn't be here. Oh, definitely no. You'd be a hairstylist. So you maybe in South Dakota you don't get the usual winter weather that you would in Oregon. I mean, <laughs> no wait, you get winter weather here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's what I meant to say. Right, yeah. No, you're right. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to word this here. Does blizzards, I mean, are they really, I mean, to regular South Dakota, and they're not that scary, but coming to somewhere where you're not accommodated to blizzards or huge storms like this, people think it's a really huge thing. I mean, would you like to add on to that? I think that the most terrifying weather that I that we've experienced is when there's it's nearly a tornado. That weather is nuts to me. A blizzard, I'm fine with snow. I, yeah. I really have I love snow because we never really had it. And it's mm-hmm. easier to drift around corners than with all that snow on the road. Yeah, and drift keep going around till you hit the car behind you because you can't you're out of control. And you said you had yeah. some wisdom? What? That's okay. <laughs> there, that's fine. <laughs> Um, but the, the blizzard wasn't a big deal to me. I actually like that. But when we've had, you know, in the 10 years we've been here, we've had, that's probably been three, one for sure, real close call tornado. And that is kind of the, the terrifying thought because there is absolutely nothing you can do for that that impact of weather. Other than that, it's fine. <laughs> Now, the, one, one of the frustrations that I have living here is I hate the fact that you can drive for miles and never turn. Oh, yeah. That is, you know, coming from curvy mountains, teaching people how to ride motorcycles there and riding them, having a blast. And, I mean, you, you, the road that I grew up driving on every day was nothing but, but curves. curves. Yeah. Big old snake. And it was a blast. Them. You know, the the longest straight we'd have is maybe half mile, maybe. My God. And then you come here, and, and the here whole, you have whole road flat. is straight. Well, now, with the new cars that will keep you in your lane, heck, take a nap. You're going straight. Quote, straight Don't do out that. Your... Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, right out of your mouth, uh, talking about Millbank. Part of it is the people we've gotten to know. They've been a great. They have been great. The community is good. The terrain is crap. It is flat. No curvy roads. No mountains. So that part is a bummer. There you go. But I think what keeps me part. What keeps me here. Part of it to really honest. Oh my goodness, reading is hard. Part of it to be really honest is our business centers and around client a client base that you can't just go get. So yeah, Craig misses his nice curvy he on does. roads. Mm-hmm. However, I was back there a year ago. For and, what? Uh, jobs that I have. Ah, so I, 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 I still travel for the biz. That's cute. So we have clients out there. We do uh, a fair amount of the design marketing for our community college out there oh. for their foundation. So ah. all their money raising things, uh, we do most of the design for that from here, which is really cool. And then there's a big wine event in 
Southern Oregon because it's big wine country. I mean, it, oh. it's like <coughs> it rivals I mean, your last name California. is Weinberg. Yeah, different, spelled different. But that's all right. It's all the same. <laughs> the uh, the it, like Southern Oregon is wine country. Okay. And there's a big greatest of the grape event. This this year is the 49th annual version of this, and we now for the last I think five years we've done all the PR marketing for that event. Nice. So how does that go? Uh, Skype. So the designer for the event, he we Skype periodically and we design all the stuff, and mm-hmm. then I just have it all made and drop shipped to them. Nice. So that saves I, on the traveling costs. It does. And then depending on the event and the year, I will go back and work it as needed. But this year, I don't think we'll be there. The 50th, I think, short of anything that changes, but the plan at this point is 50th is we'll be out there on site during that event. Nice. Can yeah. I come? Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's next year, so I won't be doing anything. Unless I'm at college. Huh. Huh. All right, moving on. Where's the joke bell? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to abuse that thing today if we do that many. So I'm looking outside of our our studio window, and I see this these containers filled mm. with buttons. You mean used to be? Yes. What do you mean used to be? Just carry on there. They are buttons. Mm-hmm. What are they? Are they important buttons? No, that's the makings of. Oh, we still have to put stuff on them? What's going on them? Something already did go on 700 of them. What, what, what went on them? Um, you will see that probably in a week. Um, we produced all of the homecoming buttons this year. There we go. That's what I was shooting for. Oh. And that is next week, right? In- Today being August... August, oh, September Today's September 3rd. September 3rd. It's already Day. September. You know, it's Labor Day. Yeah, happy shouldn't Labor we, Day, Shouldn't this everyone. day be taken off? No. All the day no days off. The grind work? never stops. I like it. This is no labor. If it was yeah, labor, is... I wouldn't, we wouldn't be having fun if it was labor. <laughs> That's, That's true. right. I Mental labor. I wouldn't try as hard if it was labor. Mm. Yeah, so that'll be next week. I assume they have them also. Mm-hmm. But this year we, we offered them a full color option. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And the art turned out well. I mean, the, a, a student did the art, so. Yep. And since good. next week is homecoming, we have two very special, important people for the oh. week of homecoming in our studio oh. right now. By the way, news flash. I'll take over the announcing for a minute. I like it. News flash. <coughs> uh, this show was set up strategically as a great, <laughs> great PR campaign for two candidates for homecoming king. Uh, the Ben and Jordan of Ben and Jordans yeah. are both up for the homecoming king reign. Now, have both of you had? Have you both had your uh, your heads measured for your crown? Uh, mine's a small. So no, no, <laughs> i no. I think it's a one size fits all <laughs> thing. So the other two are Cole Frizzy. Frazy. It's and, not Frizzy. Uh, it's Frazy. And Don't let uh, him hear you Nol- say that. Nolan Hansen, yes? Yep. Yes. What are the odds you guys are going to get this? One 50%. Of you. No. 50, 20, well, 50% that one of you, yes. Yeah, but then there's 25% chance that <coughs> one of us will Okay, let, forget odds then. Okay. Are you guys going to win, one of you? I'm not going to say we are because I don't like to be hopeful because when I'm hopeful and I don't win it, then my... So then why don't you say no? Okay, fine. No, I don't think I'm going to win. So you're setting your hope low? (laughs) So everyone in Melbank hear that? (laughs) Ben already says that he just doesn't want to be king, so don't just don't waste your time with that. Jordan actually sounds like the better of the two. 
Why? Because he's a big football player and that's what <laughs> everyone votes for, huh? <laughs> well, there are three then, yeah? No. Oh, they're football players. Isn't... No, Cole does not play oh. football. <laughs> well, Nolan does, so there's yeah. two. Cole's going to go and be in the Marine Corps. Holy cow, there you go. Cole's a heck of a kid. I really respect that kid. Mm-hmm. That's it. Build them up. Mm-hmm. Build them up so they can bow to you. No. Wait. No. So this is next about a week from today, your crowning will happen, yes? Yes. And then you get to reign. You actually get to, do you get like a throne and a scepter? Do you do you like have a sword so you can knight people? You do get a throne. I don't know about a scepter. You get a because throne? You, you're not what? allowed to have weapons in school, so Yeah, but if you're the king, can you just decide? I so I've got to knight people. I need something. I know. Knighting people would be kinda cool. Oh, there's still that parliament. There's always a king, but there's gotta be the parliament. Uh, and the parliament is not the students, uh, it's the it's the, the grown ups. Right? Yeah, but who knights? You know, the parliament doesn't knight anyone. No, the, the queen, no. the king, the king knight. does knight hey, people. Hey, yeah. So I think you should knight. If you, okay, you need to figure out who you're gonna knight and have Jake that ready. Sandvig, easy. Oh, I was kind of surprised he wasn't on the list. Oh, oh yeah. it, the guys in. How does that work? Okay, so apparently our class, right, Jr. Our class like tries and puts names down and crap. Yes, our class does write down names or actually types down names. Sure. Anyways. I was never involved in this, were you? Involved in what? Our class? I've always been in our class. You are not understanding my questions. You're not involved in like the typing down <laughs> the names and stuff. Nice cough. Not involved in like typing down the names and choosing our candidates, are we? Are you? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. What? No, no idea. Everyone voted in the morning, Ben. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, like... <laughs> Did, well, did you vote for someone? Yeah, I voted for myself. Really? Yeah. But because you were on, like, it was a ballot of of who? No, it wasn't even a ballot. You yes, just typed, typed in, in a name. person of your class. Did you put yourself down? No, I put Ben down. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm a very nice guy. Jordan nice. is a really nice guy. So, yeah, there's that. So you Did, did you have to, like, names. campaign at all? No. Like, did you do any kind of, like, polling to see if, like, to let people know? Did you have to, like, fill out a... Uh, Certificate of intent to run. I said hi to people in the hall. Oh, no. there it is. You were nice. <laughs> yeah. See, Jordan was nice. And then there was me. I was like, I really want to be king. Put my name down. And then that's how it happened. Now, did you want to be a huh. king or a dictator then? You know, they're or about they the different? same in my book. King is only lineage. Dictatorship is getting elected to be a, you know, a big fart over people. <laughs> if you're a butthole. D- but is a dictator getting elected, really? Is that the definition? Well, you know, it can be, but normally it's not. So you just said yes and no <laughs> at the same time. Yep. Have fun figuring that out. <laughs> oh, boy. So good luck, one of you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate I, it. I mean, I, I just think it's brilliant that you would have built this show as a PR stunt. This is good. Oh, yeah, totally. This is what <laughs> I had totally planned this for. This is fantastic. It was not yeah. to like have it as a hobby or anything. No, it was it's great. To, it was to be political and to get my get your king working done. Get that news out, man. Yeah. Think mm-hmm. of your link, LinkedIn profile now. You What's can put a LinkedIn on there, king. LinkedIn doesn't really even exist anymore, does it? Oh, it does for the business world. Oh, let's yeah. see what oh, this Oh, it still like. does exist? <laughs> it's, it's weird, but yes. I mean, Facebook right used now. to be business, didn't it? LinkedIn. Facebook used to be college students. To rate, if you ask, find out early on, it was so you could rate the hotness of girls. That was Zuckerberg's idea. That was oh. Facebook's original. Hello. <laughs> Guys, this might be interesting. 
Oh, really? The U.S. government thinks China is using LinkedIn to enlist American spies. Uh-oh. Well, so just think if you had your LinkedIn profile, say you were a king, man. China you, would see you me could, as a threat. You could get recruited then. No, China I wonder would see what me as a threat. I wonder what it pays. Well, maybe we'll figure that out. No, I'm guessing that they'll give you some free kids. <laughs> no, you uh, one. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> oh, yeah, China. that's right. Only one now. <laughs> I think they've rescinded that rule. But it was one. I thought it was two. Um, well, maybe now, but no. Oh, well. This is why they're having a problem. because They could give you more than that. I mean, maybe some people accidentally had some more children, and they want to give you all the abundance children in the U.S. now. Now, that's an interesting thought. Maybe that's what they're going for. Oh, you're a king? Here's 17 children. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I don't want to be king anymore then. So do you want to pull your, your, hat out of the, your name out of the hat? No, I didn't say that. I thought he did. I'm pretty sure I just heard that. Oh, yeah. good Lord. No. <laughs> uh, the powers of be. So who who votes? Is this like a straight up? Um, this is all of the highest. And is it done? Everyone in the like it, is it is the vote happened already? No. Doesn't it happen next Monday? That's my understanding. Oh, the morning of the coronation. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So you guys have this week to campaign to be nice to people. You did have? Do you have picket? Do you have shirts? You need buttons. You want to make talk. some more buttons? Let's talk. <laughs> That would be dynamite. I mean, just to wear on yourself, like, vote for me. I need to vote be king. Vote for Pedro. I just can't wait to be king. Is that um, the Lion King? Oh, song reference. Thank you. You say the Lion King? Yeah. I just can't, can't wait, wait to, to be, be king. king. Oh, Simba? I thought you were talking about the Pedro thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember no. any Pedro and the Lion King. <laughs> hey, that's a band, isn't it? Pedro and the Lions? Yeah? I don't know. Let me Google it, and then I'll type the question. <laughs> Pedro and the Lions. That's actually a really weird combination. That Pedro the Lion. Oh, Pedro the Lion. Is an indie oh, rock band. There, hey, I was close. There it is. That's two in a row. That's two in a row. My God. We're on yes. fire today. We are? You are in fire today. On fire today. Your Google search history is going to look so weird after today. Yep. That's okay. Yep. I can always remove them, but I'm too lazy. Hey, Ben, where are we at? We're at Main Street, South Dakota. <laughs> no, where are we? We're in the Y Mill Link podcast studio thing. Thing. Perfect, yeah. Yep. Nailed it. So, Craig, here's a really cheesy question for you. Mm. Uh was that a was that a Wisconsin cheese reference? No. It was a it Valley was Queen a Valley Queen cheese. Not a sponsor. Huh? Not a sponsor yet. yet. Okay, so here's the question. Why <coughs> Melbank? That's a really good question. By the way, that is a great question. Because what is it about Millbank that matters? It's and the people. Well, it is the people. I mean, look at I us, think too. So, look at you. <coughs> if we're honest, life. there's not much else. The terrain isn't that good. <laughs> 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 no, if you like flat, it's fine. Uh, the wind. I mean, you get the smell of cow crap regularly. I love it. Um, you actually have no idea how much I love the smell of cow crap. Well, you're, you're not... Uh, I'm a farm boy. You're alone. Anyways. Um, I, I think that's an interesting question to ask. And because of that, we actually have an entire thing that we've created called whymillbank.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really centered on asking that question. Why people are in this town? What is it about Millbank that makes it worth living in? Some people just live here because they don't have any other option. 
but then there are a fair amount of people that choose to be here. Mm-hmm. Like you. <clears throat> At some level, yeah. I mean, I, I'm here for... We started out being here for family, but we're not here now because of that necessarily. That That's a piece of it. But the, the community has been a great support. Millbank is, I mean, it's relatively safe. It's small enough to be... Um, to feel like we matter. You know, you're not just a a number necessarily. And it's got some pretty cool things that other communities its size don't really have. A lot of it is Millbank is kind of the, the well, we were calling it for a while, Millbank's, uh, Millbank. South, Millbank is South Dakota's biggest small town. It is, if you ask me. And I think it is, yeah. I think it makes sense. Because Millbank supports a lot of smaller communities. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you could, well, I, I would be hard-pressed to find another community population the same that has some of the same things because mm-hmm. I think Melbank's a really special town because I think it was about like last year that I started notice like a lot of people started getting really interested and really into our town because last year we were like designing flags for our own town and then I saw like one day we had our own town flag flying up at the football field we do. oh yeah we do yeah and that's cool and then this year with all the senior banners that just got made by our own Craig Weinberg out of VPD Studio. Now that's new. We never had that before. And then us, you and me, we hopefully are starting something where more kids come in here and make more shows and spread more ideas. And yeah. So I've just noticed a lot of town pride within the last well, year. I I love the idea of creating an uh an atmosphere of learning. And not not in the typical school sense, because yeah. I think the reality is you don't get the ability to really be flexible in your educational opportunities within the structure of a public school system. I just don't think it's possible, just strictly because there's a thousand kids in that district right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So you have to have some pretty standardized systems in place just to manage the number of people. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of where I am, where I've wanted to fill in that gap is to create this um, this thing in this studio that gives kids like you and other people in the community a chance to try things. Because, I mean, is there anything like this in the school? Not anymore. Is I there mean, anything in... Like, you guys have friends in other schools. Is there any other communities that you know of that have a, a radio station, essentially, that you can go create stuff in? Not really. Not in public school or any schools I know. I don't think even not till college. No, not and until even that. College. Then that that becomes a uh, a very limited access because it is an actual radio station. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. with the radio station you have the FCC controlling what you can say. You have top of the hour breaks you have to hit. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you have to do, and there's a lot of things you can't do. Mm-hmm. Whereas the podcast mm-hmm. world is mm. really the new golden age of radio. Oh, definitely. I can understand that. So it, it opens up doors that just aren't there. There's no time limit. Yeah. You can do a five-minute show. You can do a five-hour show. If it's compelling, somebody will listen. Yep. And if they don't, it was a good experience. And that's what I really like about you guys coming in is you <laughs> you have an idea of what you want to be, mm. what you want the show to look like, but it can be anything. I mean, you can you may take a show that ends up being, you know, Talking to the football quarterback, mm-hmm. and then you know you're already in talks right now to get the superintendent of the district on. I don't know any other high school seniors that would even try that, and so it's cool oh, that you yeah. have that opportunity. That's huge. 
that you guys would even bring that up. It's big time, fellas. Big time. And again, it's phenomenal PR for your campaign to be king. Yeah, I never even really thought of that. I just was like, JR wants a show and I want to do it with it's him. It's wonderful. Yeah. And we're working with old Ben here to run another nutso show oh, that gosh. might be crazy. I'm very yeah. excited. If about we ever that get show. that off the ground. Yeah, come October, hopefully. Coming soon, the Why Millbank Weekly Morning Show. Yeah. At night. Starring me and others. Others. Hopefully a lot of others. I hope so. And and you know the, the the perfect scenario for that show is a live audience outside the window. Yes, everyone listening, uh, if you guys want to even come in and watch this episode, absolutely episodes that we this make. one, not because that'd one, be weird. You would have to be a time. Traveler. Our time machine is not working yet. Yeah, it it's got a few dings and nuts and bolts missing. But anyways, if you would like to come watch some of our episodes that get made, yeah. might be a little boring just to watch. But no, we'll we'll figure out something mm-hmm. to make sure you can hear yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. You can watch the sausage get made. Exactly. How they string it and yeah. how they section it off. Mm-hmm. It, it is one of the my favorite things is to be able to watch a radio show in progress. It really is. I had the chance to sit in a uh, radio station in Portland several years ago, and there's a nationally syndicated uh, talk show host named Lars Larson, and he's oh. a big right-wing talker. Mm-hmm. And we got to sit, Sarah and I, I won some contest, and so we got to sit where I am, he was where you are, Ben, running his nationally syndicated show. Wow. Like we were there for three hours as he ran the show. And it was so cool to watch how that worked because he had a guy on the other side of the glass producing the show, talking mm-hmm. to it in his ear. Yeah. There was a big um, a trucker protest on the interstate. There was like protesting diesel prices or something. Oh, I bet. And so they shut down the interstate. They just, all these trucks got up and stopped on the road. Went like I think they went like three or four miles an hour. You cannot move. No, you can't. It's just tons of semi-trucks. And they just shut it down. And it was fun because they had people on the phone with the cops, people on the phone with the unions, people on the phone with the truckers themselves, people on the phone with politicians trying to figure out what's going on, how you're going to resolve this. Mm-hmm. And it was fun to watch that because that guy, run, the, the host, Lars, he could multitask like nobody. That's insane. It was crazy. And I loved watching it work. And so that's really a lot of what I want to do in this studio is create an atmosphere where people can come in, sit down, enjoy themselves, and watch a, a show of some sort get made. Mm-hmm. And maybe be on one. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Like a reporter, man on the street. <laughs> and now, let's throw out to you, Bob. Bob, what do you got? Well, the street's a little backed up today because of the semis. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. But giving you guys opportunities like this is just huge for me. Because what, what if this is something you want to end up doing and you turn out to be good at it? To be able to, even if you end up going to college in a year when you graduate, fine, do it. But maybe now you'll have a different perspective on some of that stuff. And even if you don't get into radio or don't get into podcasts, maybe what you get into is communication. Marketing. And you just had a year having to figure out how to ask questions to a, ran, a variety of people and how to communicate that question. And how to listen and how to respond. These are all soft skills that we're learning. This is education without a classroom. It's incredible. Well, it is a class. You don't even know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Because it's fun. Yeah. It's like when you cook. If you like to cook and you cook, I do not. You cook a meal, but the the recipe you have is for five, and you end up with seventeen people. You got to multiply. What do you do? Well, you have to figure out how to do it. 
that is, if you enjoy cooking, that becomes a really fun challenge. Mm-hmm. It's that stuff that you just don't have the time to do in a in a standard public school setting. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's it's logistics. It's not a, it's not necessarily because it's wrong or they're doing things wrong. It's because how do you do that kind of adaptation with a thousand kids? Mm-hmm. So we're gonna do it here. Yep, I like it. I'm not opening up a kitchen. No, no, we can't well, start well, fires. We have coffee, by the way. Yeah, the best coffee in the world. This episode not sponsored by the Windy Prairie Coffee. Windy Prairie. Right here. Roasted right here in Millbank, South Dakota. WindyPrairieCoffee.com. Some of the best stuff. You get it. You order it. They roast tonight. You get it tomorrow. Or so. It's 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 oh. the freshest roast coffee in Millbank. It's quick stuff. Maybe we'll yeah. get sponsors. Absolutely. Big thing that we want. But they uh they do provide the the pep. For the Why Millbank Podcast Network. Yeah. It's so Craig can talk with a little bit of expression instead of just dragging and mumbling and sounding yes. slurred. Yep. Yes, it is why. So I'm, I'm as the, you know, I love that you guys are in here and I think it's great. Let's keep doing more. Well, Craig, I think it's been a pretty productive episode. Got to learn a lot about you and... I hope that we get way more chances to do this sort of oh, stuff. Oh, let's do it. And hopefully all goes well. Yep. So in, in, in a week, we should be talking to one one of you. We'll be royalty. Hopefully, if all goes according to plan. Good luck, guys. Thanks, Craig. Well, this is our show, Ben and Jordans, the show where we get people on. We talk about who and what they are. And as always, we're running out of the Y Millbank Podcast Network Studio out of Millbank, South Dakota, and we're on Main Street at VPD Studio. I'd like to talk to y'all later. See you next week.